Sometimes the most loving thing for you to do as a parent is counterintuitive, and that is to let your child fail. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta. He's a professional counselor and leads our parenting department here at Focus. And uh, we're going to hear about the pain of uh, a young child struggling to launch and uh, allowing some failure. Uh, Allison Bakke spoke with Jim Daly and me about helping your kids without enabling poor behavior. Let's go ahead and listen. Uh, Allison, let's uh, get that definition of enabling versus helping. I mean, I think with parents, that's where that tough line is. And I don't even know if there's a clear distinction, but what would you suggest to parents to understand what is helpful help (laughs) and what is enabling or counterproductive help? I've always said that helping is doing something for someone that they can't do for themselves. So you help them. Enabling is doing something for someone that they can and frankly should be doing for themselves. Right. You know, I, I often use the, the example of a young child learning to tie their shoes. You know, you're helping them by tying it for them and, and, and showing them how to do this. But if they're 10, 12 years old and just don't want to tie their shoes and you're bending down to tie their shoes for them, something is wrong with this picture. <laughs> so, right. So they, you know, they can do it on their own. So it's really looking at what they are capable of doing. And this is a big issue. We don't really know what our kids are capable of doing because we've done it for them yeah. so often. And, you know, some listeners, they're probably, they may have 20-something kids and they're doing well, they're off to college or whatever it might be. I, I want to kind of give a contour of this out of the statistics. I think right. Pew Research Center in 2016 identified that 15% of 25 to 35-year-old millennials were living in their parents' homes, which was a higher rate than Generation Xers in 2000. Uh, Between 2005 and 2010, more than 20% of 25-year-old high school graduates who never attended college were not employed or in the military. For those with some college, employment rates were slightly higher. But basically, it's like an 80-20 rule. There's about 20% of 20-somethings that aren't launching well. Does that sound about right? It does. And a lot of that, I keep coming back to that financial issues. A lot of them are education is expensive. So they may not be able to have you know, afford to live on their own. Sure. However, the caveat to that is a lot of these young people are, you know, driving very fancy vehicles that they've managed to pay for, you know, and, and very fancy electronic devices. And, you know, and so your parents are funding a lifestyle. And that's the problem. And, and yeah. it doesn't always happen that way. Like I said, there are parents that, that understand those boundaries and the kids are home. And for whatever reason, Again, whether it's financial, maybe it's emotional. Maybe they've had a breakup. You know, young people, especially these young men, I'm learning, they have breakups that devastate them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a divorce or even just a, you know a breakup with, from a girlfriend, it's well. Let me let me ask you this too. And again, we're trying to keep this in the parenting and adult child perspective. Sometimes, and I'm not even going to lay this just on moms. I think dads and moms, because I've done this occasionally, where you feel you know you're getting certain satisfaction out of being able to help your adult children. It makes you feel good. And I'm sure that's got to be one of the dangers that you have found is that making yourself feel good, being a good parent. I mean, a silly story for me, I remember I grew up poor. I mean, we did not have much. I may have gone to Disneyland one time uh, and uh, that was it. 
And, and you lived in Southern California. And we lived so in Southern like California. It was, you know, not far down the freeway. But for me, I remember Gene and I, I always said, man, I'd love to take the boys to Disneyland as often as we can get there, just for fun. Mm -hmm. And I probably overdid it. I think they've been 20, 25 times <laughs> to Disneyland. Although now one of my boys says that is the warmest memory, mm -hmm. family memory that he has, mm -hmm. that when he walks through those gates now as a 20-something, he feels a certain calming to that because we did it so often as a family. And you built memories. We built good memories mm -hmm. in that context. But, you know, you could take that in another direction and you can overdo things as a parent, correct? Yes. We, I just yeah. want to make sure we're hearing that from Yes, you. we can overdo things. And a lot of that does come from issues that we have. Right. It, it, like, like you said, it's, it's, a, it's very problematic if we weren't taught growing up clear boundaries um, or there was something missing in our life. If our we have a hole in our heart somewhere, uh, we will fill that. And it, what we're filling it with is taking care of our children, and it makes yeah. us feel better. And as Christians, this is what we're called to do, is to take care, but not to the level that we are. Well, Danny, uh, Allison brought up enabling. That is really a problem. It seems like there are a lot of parents enabling their kids these days, and um, it's a struggle to know that I'm doing it, and it's a real struggle to let go and to quit doing that. Uh, what insights do you offer for us? Yeah, and this is a common common theme uh, with some adult children, especially uh, young adults that have a mental health issue going on. Let's say it's ADHD, so uh, and they try to explain away the dangerous behaviors rather than saying, what help does my son or daughter need in order to make better decisions because this is getting very dangerous. Mm -hmm. I remember a time when... Mom came in with her adult son, and uh, as I was interviewing the son and getting to know this, this young man, he said, yeah, you know, I love to go the wrong way down this, the main roads at full speed. It's just so exciting. I love it. She goes, you know, this is ADHD kind of kicking in. I said, no, that's absolutely not. That is dangerous suicidal behavior, homicidal behavior. That is dangerous to, to everyone that is around this person. What? And he was living in that house. Mm. There were no strict boundaries. It was excused away, yet it was so extremely dangerous. There are other ones around drugs and things like that where I've had to talk to parents about uh, dividing out the feeling sorry for and what is best and healthiest for their son or daughter as they do life. And uh, many of those have landed very well in parents putting boundaries, and I've been I've been fired by young adults at times where they go, well, I don't want you now in as my counselor. You're fired. And I go, okay, let me know when I can be of help. No problem. I want to be there for you. And inevitably, months or a year or two years down the road, I've gotten calls from almost 100% of those that I've basically either they fired me or I fired them as, as young adults saying, yeah, I think I'm ready now. And life just caught up to them in those dangerous places. Hmm where they've, they've noticed, yeah, I think I need this now. And uh, it's exciting to see the maturity and growth, but it had to have a very a firm boundary line. Yeah. And that's what made the difference. Well, and perspective helps me deal with some of that. I've had uh, one of my kids uh, is a serial job searcher. Uh, they get a job, and three or four weeks later, they quit a job. And it's sort of like, wow. I, I just don't think that's good, but you do you, whatever. I, I'm willing to let the consequences hit you because mm -hmm. they're really not hitting me. 
you're not in my home, so uh, knock yourself out, job searching. I, I think eventually it'll get tiresome, and, uh, and they'll say, I better keep a job. Yes. But for now, I'm not enabling them. I'm trying to leave the boundary uh, of that's you, that's not me, and I, nobody's getting hurt. So, um, Well, and John, I, I tell parents, enabling is not loving. That is you being very selfish in protecting your own emotions. Mm. It's your own anxiety that you're protecting because you're not helping your child. Yeah. You're not helping them grow. It may seem or feel loving. But it really is not. Well, and that's what we began with, is that it's counterintuitive to watch a child fail. But in the end, it can be some of the best parenting that you ever do. Well, we're here to help. Uh, just know Focus on the Family has been around for 45-plus years. We've got lots of terrific resources. Uh, we have a free article uh, on our website written by Jody Burnt, How to Trust God with Your Adult Children. Really encouraging. We'll link over to that and to a copy of Alison Bakke's book, Setting Boundaries with Your Adult Children. Uh, we're making that book available to you today when you donate generously to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. We're listener-supported. Uh, we uh, rely on your faithful generosity, so please donate as you can, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount, and we'll send that book by Alison Bakke to you. The details are in the show notes. Next time, Carrie Casey. He is one enthusiastic grandfather, and I know you'll enjoy listening to him. Uh, for now, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire staff here, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Just like a warm fireplace when it's cold outside, the joy of the Christmas season gives comfort and draws us closer to loved ones. I'm John Fuller, and Focus on the Family is excited to let you know about our Christmas Stories podcast. Each episode brings heartwarming conversations to bring your family closer together and remind you of the hope we have in Jesus. You can enjoy that podcast at FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Christmas Stories. That's FocusOnTheFamily.com slash Christmas Stories.